0: Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan, joined as always by my friend and the founder and CEO of Startups.com, Will Schroeder. Will, One of the things that we hear a lot in our space, and kind of in general, but specifically in the startup space, there's this notion of transparency that gets bandied about a lot. And some founders want to provide it, a lot of employees demand it, teams want to know what's going on. And certainly there are benefits to a certain level of transparency. But where does this start to go sideways at some point? I mean, I think you and I have both seen that this can go wrong. When, where, and how does that happen? I mean, I think in general, It works
1: great for them as startups when things are going great, when things are well, right? When we're winning the game, we all want to be transparent about all the details. It's pretty much the rest of the time, which is really most of the time that things change. I think at the beginning, when we first get started, right? You and I just start this company. And we're like, hey, you know, unlike our last evil company that never told us anything or kept things <laughs> hidden from us or whatever, yeah. you know, we're going to do things differently. And I think our parts are in the right place and we're going to be fully transparent. And so we are. First few team members come on, whether we intend to or not, everyone knows everyone else's salary because we hated that that, you know, no one knew that before, right? Everyone has access to all the books and everything that we're doing. Everybody can see everything. We want to be fully transparent. And then it grows a little bit. And now we want to start being transparent publicly as well. Right. You see this a lot right now, building in public and all this cool stuff. And do you remember a company called Bear Metrics? I do. Their whole shtick was we're publishing, you know, all of our stuff externally. And why were they publishing it? Because the numbers were good. (laughs) And we'll get to that in a minute. But again, when everything's new, when everybody is just so pumped up and all the numbers are good, and we don't have any consequences yet. Transparency sounds awesome. It's the fact that startups go the other direction for most of our (laughs) course of our careers where the whole thing falls apart. I think today we get into the case against full transparency. I don't want to align that with dishonesty. I'm saying there's only so much you can share all the time, and there's a reason you kind of keep other stuff close to the
0: best. Sure. Yeah. You made a couple of really interesting points there. I think one of them is that we come from environments that really lack transparency. So if you're coming out of that corporate job, something along those lines, uh, some sort of a career elsewhere, and then you jump into the startup space, you may want to kind of rail against that, right? Like I don't want to be that big evil corporation. And guess what? You're not, right? When there's five people in a room, people tend to know what's going on. Osmosis is a powerful force there, right? You're just going to kind of know by proxy what's happening. And so some of that desire just met right from the beginning, right? And not that corporations are intentionally keeping information, but as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, things get siloed for a reason. One of those reasons being it becomes really damn inefficient for everybody to know everything, right? Because at what point are you going to do your job versus just becoming the Wikipedia of the company repeated by every employee in the company? So there is a real diminishing return to that. The other side of it is, you know, to your point, in the early stage, pretty much every news is good news. Right You go from your zero customers to one customer. that's a huge win, right they're, they're, and sort of the bad news isn't even that bad, even if it's the worst news. We shut down. Well, we were only four weeks old. okay, cool, so it's not really that bad, right? So being transparent about something that doesn't matter that much in either direction is really easy to do, right? Once there become like real consequences behind this, then it's a different story. you know I, I was thinking how often the the incentives Behind the desire for transparency, kind of the, the the reason we would want to do this are very different when you look at it top down from leadership's perspective, which is we want to share everything that's great that's happening. And when you have that demand for transparency from the bottom up, where the, the team and the staff are saying, Hey, we want to know what the hell's going on, they're usually for very different reasons, right? Like bare metrics posted those to show how they were growing, right? You know, there's another podcaster in our space who was teaching people how to podcast and he published all of his metrics. Why? Oh, I forgot about that one. I haven't checked in on him because you could pay him because you could pay him to teach you how to podcast. So the better he's doing, the more likely you are to buy him. So that wasn't transparency for the tra- sake of transparency. That was transparency as a marketing ploy, which, okay, fine. It worked. Yeah, it works right until it, until it doesn't, right. If, if all of a sudden it was like, ah, and so here's how to podcast. And lose 40 grand a month, right? <laughs> that report's never getting published.
1: Yeah, right. Let's stick with that. So, initially, we embrace transparency within the startup because it tends to work for us. I think it's two aspects it tends to work for us, and we don't yet have consequences to doing it. So, we get our first customers, and we've now grown 100% because we've got one versus two, right? And all of a sudden, you know, we're cheering that. And we get our first cash in the door. We get our, you know, we hit maybe break even, get closer profitability. We raise a seed round. All of these things, all the early milestones are like when you're first dating someone, everything's wonderful because you get all the upsides of the engagement without any of the consequence yet. And so again, it makes sense to be transparent. And I think within that, everybody's off to a good start. But what happens is the moment you're not talking about good information, and let's take that a bit further. When you have to start talking about information that could mean you're doomed, how transparent do you want to be exactly? Everyone talks about raising $5 million. No one sends out a press release to say that I have $0. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Unless you're Silicon Valley Bank, in which case you actually <laughs> tell the whole world that you have $0. Oh, and look how that went.
0: That didn't end well. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so you, know, you look at it and you say, okay, when things start going sideways, why is it? that transparency is always the first victim. And I'll give you an example. And, and folks listening, just kind of use your own version of how this works. Think about every startup you've ever seen and think about all of their chest-pounding milestones. Think about when they had huge fundraises, right? And they're all over TechCrunch or you know, wh- whatever you're reading. Think about my favorite, which is the year in review. <laughs> and I don't want to pick on them because I think they're a good company, but I'm going to pick on Kickstarter for a minute, right? And again, I envy the company. So this, this isn't like, you know, me trying to disparage them. But I just want to point where things turned early on in Kickstarter's history. And we know this because we kind of sort of competed with them. We were doing equity fundraising. They were doing rewards. Not the same thing, but the same space. So we spent a lot of time understanding what they were up to. And Ryan, do you remember when they used to publish these massive, massive tomes at the end of every year about how incredible they are?
0: Yes. Yep. yep. Massive. Yep
1: all of these things. And it was like- A lot of detail. It was like they spent the whole year working on how they were going to talk about how they spent the whole year. (laughs) So that thing was clearly someone's job, by which I mean, like that's all they did. Yeah. It was incredible. And in good times, boy, those are fun to put together. Okay. Now this is being transparent publicly. Do you remember like the first year where their revenues essentially went flat? Because they were like doubling and tripling every year. And I'm thinking back off the top of my head, I should have researched this, but I'm going to say they were probably at around like, 20 to 25 million in revenue and whatever, you know, that would have backed out to in gross fees. So you about a billion dollars or something like that. And when they hit that milestone, it was like 2X over the year before. Remember that? Like, it was just crazy. Yeah, yep. they were exploding. I mean, they had, they had really, really rapid growth for was four or five right? years. Yeah. In all of their stats and everything they promoted, focused on that. Well, then the next year happens, the first year this happened, and the stats were like flat at best, almost negative, right? From there out, Numbers don't matter. That's not important anymore, right? Let's talk about the art that we've created, right? And like the moment the news wasn't good, transparency all of a sudden wasn't that important anymore.
0: Yeah. They still publish the report, right? But instead of being like I getting five emails about it, about have you seen the report yet? Did you check out the report? Check out the report. It was like, here's a new beach cooler you might like. And then at the very end in the footer was like, also, here's our annual report, right? Yeah, the publicity around it changed significantly at that point.
1: But let's stick with that. Last year, I thought it was very important, you know, going back, if I'm the CEO, last year, I thought it was very important to publish exactly what our numbers are. Our numbers are super important. The community should know, and we should emphasize that. But when they're not good, all of a sudden we get real quiet. And I don't want to pick on Kickstarter because I don't think they're a bad organization. And again, my memory isn't so perfect. Maybe they did publish the information. I just remember it wasn't good. And my point is, when things aren't good anymore, all of a sudden transparency has a consequence to it. When you're saying, when you're on Twitter and you're telling the whole world about how great you are and how good your numbers are
0: going, that's wonderful. It's good PR, right? Why not do it? Or when you're Elon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right, right. What can I say today that'll tank my stock?
1: Oh my God. But anyway, so like, you know, when things are going great, we can't shut up about it. But as soon as things turn and now there's some things going the wrong direction. When we're hiring like crazy, everywhere on our site, we, we want banners to say we're hiring, et cetera. We want everyone to know. Internally, we want everyone to know. When things tighten up like they are in the in the market right now, we get real quiet, right? There's no banner at the top of somebody's website to say, click here, we're firing. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Oh, man. We don't really mean transparency. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: No. And again, I think it goes back to what the incentive was. And let me throw Kickstarter a bit of a lifeline here. So, one way you can look at the motivation around that was they were using that annual report to pump people up, right? And not just to pump themselves up. Of course, they wanted to look good, they felt good about looking good. But they were also trying to attract people to that space, which at the time was still relatively nascent, right? Crowdfunding was a relatively new thing. They were growing. The more projects that came on board, the more eyeballs they have on the platform, the more likely people are to get funded. So there was an incentive that was actually a good incentive, right? It wasn't you know just pointed at them. It was actually pointed at the entire community. So if we can fire the entire community up around this, then we stand to, to drive better results. The minute you're not having all those results, if you come out and say, yeah. Pretty much nobody's buying stuff on pre-order anymore because of the number of raises that haven't delivered their products. You've just blown a hole in the bottom of the boat, not just for yourself, right? Yeah, of course that would impact their revenue it would impact their brand image and all that stuff, but it would also impact everybody who was already raising or planning on raising or whatever. It would just ruin their chances. So I think that again, to your point, like there can be real consequences to transparency and it n- doesn't always land squarely on the head of the organization, right? This can sure. hurt people sure. well beyond that.
1: Well, let's talk about that because I think, again, the concept of transparency for a lot of people is tantamount to why aren't you being honest? And there's a mm-hmm. difference, okay? There's a difference between being honest and being transparent. Just because I'm not giving you all of the facts doesn't necessarily I'm
0: being dishonest. There may be a good reason I'm not sharing all of those facts. Oh, yeah. You want, you want one? I'll give you one right here. Do you like this dress? Yes, I do. That's honesty. Transparency would have been, yes, I do, but not as much as the green one right? <laughs> Nobody wins from that. Nobody wins in that, that amount of transparency. That does not work for me, right? It doesn't work for her. It doesn't work for anybody, right? I would never do that. That's the difference between transparency and honesty. And that's why you're still married. So, <laughs> so think about it, but play that out, okay? Things that were
1: you're transparent that have genuine consequences. I'll give you an example. Why did Mary get fired? Okay, two answers. One is, you know, we didn't think she was performing at the level, et cetera, or something along the lines, uh, something very politically correct, right? We had to eliminate this position. Everybody want to gloss it over. Now, someone's going to go, hmm, that's not being honest, right? You want to be honest, right? Mary was terrible at her job, right? And everybody hated her, right? You really want to be honest? That's what happened. Now, again, we're allowed to be transparent when we're positive, but when things are negative, we don't get full transparency. We just OK, and everybody's got a different way of doing things, but I look at it going, what is the cost of transparency in every possible case, right? If it doesn't hurt anybody, if it doesn't cost anybody anything, sure, well, yeah, of course, right? Yeah, be transparent. But what I'm saying is I think people have this concept, and I think it's a little naive, my personal approach, that everything can be transparent all the time. And my point here is it kind of can't. We don't have that luxury. It's, it's not that simple.
0: I don't think it is. I also think the something that needs to be questioned is what's the upside of transparency, right? So sometimes there are, right? But again, like sometimes, and I don't just mean that like in like in some cases in some companies, in the case of Kickstarter, right? We'll go back to that example. There was a period where transparency was very beneficial to the entire community and actually the entire crowdfunding space, right? It was great to see somebody who was growing and kicking ass and doing all the things they wanted to do. That was awesome. The minute that's no longer true, even though it used to be true for them, a minute ago it was true, now it's not, all of a sudden it starts to cut the other way. So then what is the benefit to the, to the continuation of that? And I guess also, what is the cost of cutting it off, right? So who was really let down? If, if all of a sudden we say like, look, this isn't the time to be transparent, what's the real cost there, right? Did they fool people into doing something they otherwise wouldn't have done? Were they being untoward? Were they being devious? No. They just weren't doing something that was going to disincentivize people from taking an action that could still be very positive for their business or for their life or for whatever. So I think that we have to, we have to consider, we can't just blanket say like, look, transparency is good, right Maybe. but let's reflect on transparency for a minute. Good luck. Uh, you have to violate yeah. physics to do
1: that. <laughs> Let me put it this way. First off, you don't want transparency. You want good PR. Let's call yeah. that what it is. Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, we're going to be transparent about the organization. No, you just want good PR. You're talking about your stats right now because they're good. Okay, perfectly fine. By the way, you should absolutely do that. The other side of it, when we say within the organization, the compact that we're going to have between everybody within the organization is that we're going to be fully transparent. What I'm saying is that is a slippery slope. In fact, damn near dangerous. Because so much of what we do as founders has us in like what we talk about, that weird abyss. Where the truth, the honest truth, usually isn't very effective, right? In other words, in most startups, and folks listening to most certainly are going through this right now, they're terrified. They are terrified, right, about what's going to happen. I'm on the plane. Captain comes on and says, hey, folks, there's going to be some turbulence coming. I'm terrified. We're probably all going to die, right? Really? You want that transparency? No, no, I'm good. (laughs) No, Captain Ron, can you hold that shit to yourself for a little bit and navigate us through this thing? Yes, he's being transparent, right? No, I don't want to know that. Let's focus on getting me through this, not terrifying me. And most of what we're going through, whether it's everything from personal self-doubt, right, you know, as founders, which we're riddled in it, to just impossibility of predicting the future doesn't lend itself well to being fully transparent because it's generally terrifying. You know, something that's really funny about everything we talk about here is that none of it is new. Everything you're dealing with right now has been done a thousand times before you, which means the answer already exists. You may just not know it, but that's okay. That's kind of what we're here to do. We talk about this stuff on the show, but we actually solve these problems all day long at groups.startups.com. So if any of this sounds familiar, stop guessing about what to do. Let us just give you the answers to the test and be
0: done with it. This is such an important point because I think a lot of people listening are probably going, well, we need to be honest. We need to be clear. We need to let people know what's going on. Yes when we're certain about it, right? When we're certain there's an outcome. So if you know, so if Captain Ron's sitting up there and he's like, well, there's some turbulence ahead. Also, our fucking wings are off. So we are definitely (laughs) crashing. We are going down, right? This is not going to be a bumpy ride. In fact, there won't be any bumps until we hit the ground. (laughs) That's different, right? But there are so few situations in startup land where we can read the tea leaves and be like, here's exactly what's going to happen in the next six months, nine months, 12 months, whatever the horizon you pick is, there's a lot of uncertainty there. And so we referenced Silicon Valley Bank earlier. Let's talk about that for a second, because, you know, you and I have talked about this. I mean, everybody's talked about this, I think, at this point. But had they not been as transparent as they were, there is a strong likelihood that that would have resolved in a very, very different way right and so it, it, they they had time or had they been transparent and everybody was like thank you for your transparency now we will be patient while you resolve this no people were like give my fucking money right like that's what happened immediately <laughs> like, right yeah. the second they were transparent they're like hey we want you guys to know and everybody was like yeah, shut up hand me my money right so that created what is now a vast ripple in the financial world uh to the point where Today, regional banks in the U.S. are down. Why, you ask? Because Saudi Bank can't back credit Suisse further because they'd go past 10% because that yet all totally makes sense, right? This is what transparency gets us sometimes. I'm not saying Silicon Valley Bank should have been like, hey, no, everything's totally fine. We have no issues. But when and how you do that needs to have some responsibility applied to it right? So, you know,
1: let's play that out. Let's keep building that because I think it's such a great use case and it's it's fresh in our minds, but I think it plays to leadership and their ability to be transparent. Now, let's not overlook the fact that they're a publicly traded company in the U.S. and they have reporting requirements. So when their financials went out in the footnotes, it said, hey, you know, these things are our assets are not exactly lining up with our liabilities, etc. So they have to publicly disclose that. But that's not really what we're talking about. That information had been out there for a minute. What they did wrong is they basically said, hey, we have to do a huge asset sale and we're going to take a giant loss. Hey, we have a massive amount of deposits that aren't there anymore. They basically layered on all of these doomsday scenarios. And hey, by the way, we're also raising equity on top of that. And we're trying to find the suitor for that without considering the consequence of transparency. And they paid the ultimate price. And what I'm saying is like, while on paper, being transparent is a good thing. You know, it's again, it's it, people make it tantamount, to be honest. I'm trying to say, as leaders in a company, we don't always have the luxury of presenting something exactly as we see it for a few reasons. Again, a luxury. If you choose to, you choose to. I'm saying we don't always have the luxury. One, because sometimes when we present it, how we present it can ruin us. We can say the wrong thing at the wrong time,
0: like they did, and it could ruin us. And not just us right? The implications are are really vast here. There are a lot of companies in the market are suffering now because of the fallout from this. And again, like I'm not suggesting they should have just kept this all a secret, but to your point, how you couch that narrative and, and how you make people feel about this has really different because a different way of looking at it was, Look, we want to let you know there's some things here that we need to assign probabilities to, right? And some of them are actually quite distant probabilities, and they were actually a good likelihood that they would have done that. They would have sold some assets at a loss. Okay. They would have taken on some equity. Okay. All of that would have happened. No big deal. We could have done that. And in order to stave off the nightmare scenario of the bank collapsing. Instead, what happened? In two days, the bank collapsed without any opportunity to actually fix any of that shit, right? So we got the worst case scenario without even playing out the game to get to the worst case scenario. So who won from that? Let's say this.
1: Let's say that everything we just described isn't necessarily a case against transparency. I'm talking about SVB. Sure.
0: Yeah. But
1: it perfectly illustrates the consequence exactly of transparency in that, they, that it does exist. So I'll give you a couple examples, multiple choices of founder. Ryan, you and I are running a startup. We've got three months of runway left in the bank. Do we A, publish everywhere to say that, hey, everybody, we've got three months worth of runway left. We put it on our public Twitter. We put it in company, et cetera. In other words, be as transparent as possible, okay? Far into the stream. Do we notify people that we're out fundraising, but not indicate how much time we have left? Or C, just shut up about it and go about our business? All of those have consequences to them, right? But there's not one that works every time. Like, that's the danger here. This isn't an transparency wins all the time. It does not.
0: No. Look, in certain scenarios, like just imagine one whereby, yeah, you've got three months. Let's say you're a B2B company, right? Where a couple of big outsized wins can make all the difference. If you've already publicly declared that you've got three months of runway left, And your average onboarding is, let's say, 60 to 90 days and, you know, client decision time, all of that, like you're determining your fate at that point, right? You don't have 90 days runway left. You might as well close it now and bank that money and and distribute it however, because you're going to kill yourself at that point. Like you can't, nobody's going to be like three months runway left. We would love to sign a contract and send you some money that will work. And that, that is how you escape that, right? So the challenge there is that transparency can absolutely block you from being able to do the thing you need to do to create solvency within the company. Now, of course, you can't go out and sell somebody full knowing that you won't be there to deliver the value that you offered them. That's not okay. That's unethical. That's immoral. But if you're not in that situation, and a lot of times you're not, you have the ability to go forward. And if you can go get some wins, you can keep moving, right? But you can seal your fate up front with the wrong kind of transparency to the wrong people delivered in the wrong way, right? That's the rub.
1: It's that, as a founder, ideally, I want to be as transparent and honest as possible. But I don't get to be. That's the point we're trying to make. I don't get to be. Because if I've got three months of runway left, and let me point out that everyone that raises money, raises money for 12 to 18 months of runway. So any of us in the startup world as a whole, but certainly when we're on the fundraising trail, we are perpetually going out of business. If all we were being was realistic and honest, we would tell every person that work works with us either as a customer, as an employee, et cetera, that this is a temporary part-time job until we go out of business. Because essentially, that's the run rate that we're on. And you know what? As an industry, we tend to forget about that. You know, We don't feel compelled to give that level of disclosure, that level of honesty. But that would be the truth. If I've only raised for 12 months of runway, I am going to go out of business in 12 months if something doesn't happen, which is what we're always trying to optimize for. Point is, for us as founders... We look at this, you know, this concept of, well, how do I, how do I present this? How do I go to investors and tell them that everything is going to be okay? When in fact, I have no idea. I don't know if these assumptions are going to pr- prove out, et cetera. By the way, this is what we all go through. This is the job of being a founder. Also, I draw a parallel here only because it has some of the same challenges. It's some of the challenges of being a parent where your kids
0: are expecting you to know things you
1: just can't know
0: how are they going to handle the information, right? Is it going to be of benefit to them? That was kind of what I was asking near the top of the episode, which was like, what is the actual benefit to having that level of transparency, right? If you know we've got 12 months to go right now, are you going to start planning a new job 12 months from now? Are you going to jump ship now? What if it works out, right? What if everybody who'd been early at at Facebook had listened to the reality of the situation and had bailed out and not taken their options, not you know, not vested, and, and not then they'd be pissed about that. They'd be like, well, I wish you'd been more transparent in that way. Yeah, great. I can be transparent where I can actually see the outcome. That's a really important point. Yeah. When we know the outcome, we do have a responsibility to tell people what that is. But man, the number of times that we have certainty in the life of a startup is so rare. The one thing we have certainty around is that we can get up tomorrow and we can try again. Right? That's kind of it. And we may have a timer on that. But we can extend the timer too, right? We have 12 months now. If we go raise funds in nine months, we can extend that by another 12 to 18 months.
1: We're all jumping from vine to vine here. You know, the nature of our businesses. (laughs) That said, said, last week, week before, we met with our staff here internally at startups.com. And one of the conversations we had was, where is the economy? You know, things are kind of messed up. This was before the whole SVB thing happened. But like, just in general, what's the state of the union? And here's the message we delivered to our team. We said, look, things aren't good. And what I mean by that is we work with thousands and thousands of founders. We have a pretty unique purview as to how things are going. And they're generally not good. And it's fascinating because every founder thinks it's just their business that's not going well. They're like, oh, if I just had that funding round, or if we just had got out our product out there or just did this or just did that. And I'm like, dude, every single founder I talk to in every single level of business, every single different industry, they're all complaining about the same stuff, right? Like, ain't just you. And so what we told our staff, and this is, again, being transparent, being honest, we have no crystal ball. We have no idea if the economy is going to get better or worse. We're not about to do layoffs. When we are, we'll let you know, right? But we're not. And we don't know if or when things will get better. Now, that's a scary thing to hear from your management, that we don't know if or when things will get better. Does not inspire people to go you
0: know, I think she's should go buy a house today. (laughs) Right, that's information they need, right? It is honest and it is transparent enough. And that's the point. The rest of that problem
1: where, Ryan, you and me and the team have to go figure out how to navigate this whole shitstorm, in my mind, that's our problem, right? That is incumbent on leadership. That's why we get the badge, right? Even though we put it on ourselves. It's our job to go figure that out. It's our job to bear the brunt of it. If, like, the world comes crashing down, I genuinely believe it's leadership's job and this is why they get paid what they do to go navigate that shit, to go figure exactly. it out. Yep. Said differently, I'm paid to worry about it so you don't have to, right? Captain Ron at the front of the, front of the plane, <laughs> he's paid to worry about turbulence. I'm just, yes, I'm just sitting I there, just, man. I just paid yeah, to get my chair. Let me know chair. if it's going to make me spill my cocktail. Otherwise, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not important. <laughs> That's exactly it. And so if we zoom out a little bit, here, here's what I would say, man. I would say... For us, as founders of an organization, etc., if we believe in full transparency, let's call it what it is. It's a cool PR tool when times are good. But if, we really, if we're really honest with ourselves, the way our businesses work, Ryan, the way the startup businesses work, transparency doesn't benefit us very often. If, if anything, it's often one of the most terrifying aspects of what we do. And it's incumbent on us as leaders to take the brunt of that and absorb that and go make it work. And yes, we'd love to tell everybody times are good all the time, but they're usually not. And guess what? That's our problem. So in addition to all the stuff related to founder groups, you've also got full access to everything on startups.com. That includes all of our education tracks, which will be funding, customer acquisition, even how to manage your monthly finances. There's so much stuff in there. All of our software, including BizPlan for putting together detailed business plans and financials, LaunchRock for attracting early customers, and of course, Fundable for attracting investment capital. When you log into the startups.com site, you'll find all of these resources available.